What is up, crew? Welcome to the CloverTag podcast. It is April the 13th, 2022, and we're having all kinds of technical difficulties today. Hopefully, we can get this uh, lined out for those of you over there on the live side of things. We'll uh, we'll do our best to get that uh, rectified and uh, and fixed. want to say thanks. Big shout out, as always, to those that uh, are Patreon patrons, YouTube channel members, those that shop over at clovertech.com slash shop, uh, as well as those of you who super chat and super thanks. We appreciate it. That's what kind of helps keep things rocking and rolling around here. It looks like I do got my cam back up. There it is. Awesome. So yeah, going to uh, have a conversation here in a few minutes with Zeph from My Medic. Talk about all types of medical gear. Uh, to that, we have a poll out there. One of the perks of joining these podcasts is we record them live. Uh, so be sure as you're filing in live to vote in the poll out there. Do you currently own a first aid trauma and or medical kit? Your options are yes, yes, multiple, no, but looking into it, and no, not interested. So uh, let us know out there how you're set on uh, your medical gear. If you've got any questions, obviously another perk of being live uh, as we move forward. Well, throw those out there in the live chat and we, uh, yeah, we will get to those. Keep them on topic if you can. And of course, be patient. I don't want to interrupt our guest uh, to ask uh, unrelated questions or kind of throw them off topic uh, as it would be. If you're joining us in the replay world, audio podcast, video, whatever then uh, welcome as well. And remember that we most likely will be taking a look at the website, mymedic.com uh, here uh, on the live side of things. And so there's a link down below uh, or just type it in mymedic.com and you can follow along as well. So finally, without further ado, bring in Zeph here from my medic. How are you, bro? Doing good, Chris. How are you? <laughs> well, I was doing good till I hit to go live, and I don't know what happened. We've uh, we've had thunderstorms in the area for the last couple of days and other things, and holy Moses, I, it was freaking out on me big time. So you never know about live. Yeah, the, folks, that. the folks in uh, in replay won't make any difference for them. Uh, they won't know anything happened, sure. but uh, that's why it's uh, interesting. Live TV always interesting. So. Uh, I want to give you a couple of minutes here uh, for your elevator speech. For those that might be out there, they don't know about sure. my medic and what you guys do. First, a little bit about yourself, your position with the company, any background you want to throw out there. Uh, and then tell us a little bit about the company, where it came from, uh, what you guys are doing sure. and all that jazz. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Zeph. I'm our community marketing manager. So I deal with our affiliates, uh, brand partners, influencers, I also plan events for the company. So Chris and I, you know, got to have some face-to-face -face time at SHOT Show. So I was the one who planned us going to SHOT Show. And um, I also deal with sponsorships and donations and stuff like that as well. So I wear a lot of hats, um, but definitely love it. Um, I've been with my medic now for about 16 months. Um, so not super long, but I've learned so much in my year here, especially obviously in, in, in the medical field um, and just being prepared in that sense. Um, I actually initially started as just like a lowly, not sure, I shouldn't say lowly, but a lowly customer service rep. Um, it was like, uh, you know, October of 2020. So I had been in and out of jobs because of COVID. 
um, and just landed the gig at my medic. I had seen some ads and um, sort of influencer content around my medic prior to that. I had already been sort of as a hobbyist involved in the preparedness space, everyday carry, um, that type of thing. So immediately jumped at the opportunity to work for my medic and have slowly um, worked my way to where I am now onto the marketing team. A um, little bit about the company. The company's been in business about six years now. Initially, we started as just a trade show company. So all we did was shows, um, didn't do any direct-to-consumer, which is the majority of our model now. Um, and the company has a really interesting and unfortunately you know, tragic origin. Um, about 15 years ago, it was just a normal day. Um, a father, husband is on his way to work in rural New Mexico gets into a terrible car accident with a semi-truck, kind of, like I said, in rural New Mexico. And it took EMS 25 minutes to arrive. Um, In that time frame, he unfortunately bled out in the front seat of his pickup truck as bystanders kind of just stood by um, with no first aid equipment or training to save his life. Um, From the lawsuit settlement, the rest of his family decided to start the company with the hopes of preparing the everyday citizen for the unexpected emergency. Um, fast forward to today, uh, I would say that my medic is one of the more well-known names in the first aid space. Um, and we continue to innovate and elevate, um, people's first aid experience, um, and really just want to get out there and, you know, stay true to our mission and help people be prepared for whatever life throws at them, whether it's a scraped knee on your kid or, you know, a life-threatening, um, car accident. Right. Yeah. Wow. I've, I've never heard that story before. That's the first time for me. So that's, that's, that's interesting. And honestly, the way a lot of companies are, are born, it seems like, um, yeah. you know, something like that happens and it speaks to a conversation. Actually, I was having earlier today that, you know, when you're talking about your, your medical kit, your first aid kit, trauma kit, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. you know, the odds of you using on that on yourself, I think are probably less than, using that on somebody else and especially within the gun community um people are always thinking negligent discharge active shooter gunshot wounds Mm -hmm. and it's like you're far more likely to need that kit for something else right than you are one of those outlier events totally yeah i totally agree um obviously having a personal first aid kit for yourself you know and and i dedicated ipac if you will um, it's always a great idea should you be the one who's, you know, hopefully not taking shots, but taking shots. Um, but I, I think you're totally right, Chris, in that we're far more likely to be needing to apply first aid to somebody else um, as opposed to, you know, performing life-saving operations on, our, on ourselves. So, Right. And uh, again, I wanted to get into some of the products here in a little bit. Uh, MyMedic.com. Uh, if you want to uh, follow along, then uh, there's a link below. You can use that or just uh, do the Google foo on it. It'll get you there. Uh, Going to cover a couple of uh, comments and questions out here. Ghost Tactical says that uh, I love my my medic TFAC. So uh, got a uh, got a customer out there, which is nice. Uh, goes on and got a question. Uh, so he says, "What in your opinion?" what is the biggest thing that most people get wrong about first aid? So that's kind of a general question, but since you guys are yeah. in that business, what do you think? Totally. Yeah. Well, first of all, gl- glad to hear that you love it. Uh, Ghost Tactical, the TFAC has been a, a great new product of ours, formerly the range medic and we kind of revamped it and to kind of took some fluff out and it's mostly just a trauma first aid kit TFAC. 
um, now. So uh, really appreciate you saying that you like it. I think what most people tend to get wrong about first aid is thinking that their Johnson and Johnson box of band-aids is going to have them <laughs> covered um, for when things get serious. Right. And I'm not even talking right. about trauma, trauma first aid. Um, there's plenty of other things that, you know, happen to us when we're out adventuring or out of the range mm -hmm. um, where, you know, a, a plastic band-aid and some triple antibiotic just aren't going to cut it. Um, right. You're going to need, you know, rolled gauzes and elastic bandages if somebody sprains an ankle or somebody touches a hot suppressor and they've got, you know, a second degree burn. So you're going to need some burn gel for that. So I think on the first aid side of things, there's definitely things that people, people have a lot of overconfidence in their plastic box of bandages, which is what we say a lot around here. Like, you know, get rid of your no good deadbeat steam and pile of bandages and get a real first aid kit. That's going to cover a myriad of injuries. Um, as well as, you know, we do make up products that cover the traumatic stuff as well. Obviously we hope no one ever has to use it. Um, but even still having a first aid kit, that's more than that. Um, I think is what a lot of people um, do get wrong with first aid. Yeah. Um, I would agree somewhat. I mean, I think that the, uh, you know, they sell a little, um, it's almost a little wallet sized plastic thing. It has some band-aids. It has some ointment. It has some alcohol wipes. If you add, mm. uh, uh, you know, a pair, at least a pair of gloves to that little thing. And then and they're fairly inexpensive. And then also, um, uh, those little foldable scissors. Um, uh, yeah, those are a great thing to have like all over the place. Um, totally. simply, simply so that you have something for those, those smaller things. But, you know, I have experience with sometimes being out on the range with, you know, 50, 75, hundred, 150 kids, right. New shooting sports. And it's never again, a gunshot wound. It's always a fall, a scrape, a bee sting, um, totally. you know, uh, things like that. And so I learned real quick that a lot of the, uh, a lot of the prepackaged first aid kits, you know, and I, and I'm curious about, about y'all's products and I know you offer a wide range, but a lot mm -hmm. of those prepackaged kits that are out there are very rudimentary and they're not really specialized to certain things like outdoor first aid is going to be different than let's say first aid in a manufacturing facility or first uh, sure. aid. Uh, what about thinking, uh, uh, what are boating, let's say, right. Uh, something along that lines, uh, fishing first aid, maybe, or, or something of that nature is different than hiking is different than hunting. Um, totally. so as far as the, the product line, you guys have a lot of different things. Talk to us a little bit about the process of how you guys develop those different lines. Um, yeah. You know, and how that works. Yeah, sure. So yeah, on, on the website, you know, and anywhere you see any of our content, you'll see that we offer a wide range of uh, first aid kits. We do, I would say our bread and butter is our universal first aid kits, right? These are, there's going to be kits that are pretty well suited to tackle almost anything you could throw at them. But then we have in that middle column uh, that you're looking at there, Chris, we have our, our specialty first aid kits, um, which are going to be again, specialties. So we have one for boating that comes in a, a, you know, a hard plastic case that's waterproof, dust proof, sink proof. It's got an auto regulating valve, so it's not going to sink. And the contents inside of that kit are also based off the injury statistic data that we've gathered on the most common injuries people's experience while boating. So burns, sprained ankles, propellers, things of that nature. And 
the contents of the boat kit, for example, are going to be customized to those injuries that you are most likely going to see and need to treat for set activity. Um, and, that, and we take a data-driven approach to all of our specialty first aid kits. So we have a moto medic, um, the TFAC, like I said, which is, you could call it a gunfighter's kit, right? It's it's a range kit. It's it's for traumatic injury. It's for gunshot wounds and stab wounds, right? So right. we have those specialty, those specialty products that have been specifically designed in their form and their function to reflect on certain activities. And then we have our universal first aid kits, which are just going to cover your bases for the most part. Now, if somebody is is set on a uh, a particular kit here that they're looking at, but mm-hmm. they think, well, I I think I need this component or this part or piece. Uh, mm-hmm. Two questions: number one, are those individually available? And the second part, I guess, contingent upon the answer to that, is is there room in the packaging in the the uh, the satchels, the bags, the cases that you guys use to add mm-hmm. at least a few other things if if someone needs to. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So to answer your first question, um, anything that you find inside of our kits, we also sell as standalone items. Uh, so you you could you can reorder um, anything that you use if you like. Oh, I just need a quick clot combat gauze. You can just go and order that on the website. Um, and for the majority of our kits, there will be some extra room. I won't say that it's a lot of extra room sure. because we. You know, we like to think that all our, our pre-built first aid kits are all-encompassing, right? They should have right. 98% of what you need. Um, so you, we don't think that you necessarily need to put other things in there, but there is room in the majority of them uh, to, to add and customize it a little bit to, you know, things that you may think you use a lot of. Um, that being said, right. there is a couple of them that are very full. Right, like, like trying to stuff like close a suitcase. You're, you're going somewhere <laughs> right. for a week, and you or like two weeks, and you only get a carry on. There's definitely a couple of first aid kits that we offer that are very, very full. I'll say that. Right. Well, well, and looking here, I mean, we have it up on the screen. And for those in the uh, audio world, I mean, forgive us, but like this particular one, uh, that was the uh, the TFAC here. But you know, I'm looking yep. and I'm seeing, I'm seeing two. It looks like two of the chest seals in that. Yep. Correct. So you could Correct. potentially omit a chest seal to you could slide something else in that spot. If you, if you felt that totally. was maybe more important. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking more along the lines, honestly, when you deal with, you know, an epi pin, right. That's a big deal for a lot of yeah. people. Uh, is there room to throw an totally. EpiPen in there? You know, different different things like that. Maybe maybe certain medications, right? Which uh, you sure. can get those in little small packages. So I don't think there's got to be a yeah. lot of room, but it's nice if there's totally. at least a little bit of room uh, to do yeah. that. Totally agree. I think um, on the case of an EpiPen, I actually just sent a kit out to another one of our, our guys who does content, and he has he has a severe allergy. Um, and a lot of our kits, the majority of our kits are have Molly webbing um, on the outside. Um, mm-hmm. And we sure. resell devices and attachments so that you can put, you know, securely attach things to the outside of your Molly webbing. And that's exactly what he did with, he just ran his EpiPen uh, through the, through the Molly um, on the front of his kit, just as an example, you know, you brought that up. So there's definitely, right. you can add, you can increase the capacity of the kit by putting things on the outside that maybe are a little more weather resistant and durable and sturdy, or maybe it's the things that you need quick access to, right? Like a tourniquet. Um, right. So there's definitely, 
there's options, right, to increase the usable space. Um, right. On yeah. Tag. Yeah. And and I'll speak to, I mean, we can speak to the Molly. I'm not real sure. Probably just the, the MyFAC uh, is a good example of that. Not only do you, totally. have, do you have Molly on the bag itself, but the bag itself is Molly, which means it will attach to other Molly, right? And yep. so, totally. um, you know, for my, uh, the way that I do things is I like, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, but I like stages, right? I like to have like, one big like doctor's office in a bag. Literally I've got sutures, I've got surgical mm-hmm. equipment, I've got medications, I've got other things. And then I've got smaller bags, right. That can be torn off for specific mm-hmm. reasons or circumstances. Right. And that's where y'all totally. yep. smaller kits come into play is somebody could essentially have a bigger bag. Let's say it's just their range bag. Right. Um, and if their range bag has mollies, they could get, a couple of different kits if they needed them, say the boating kit and one for hiking, right? And have both of those on mm-hmm. the bag. Um, and then they would have totally. access at that point to whichever one they need, depending on what they were doing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, me personally, I'm also a big fan of having dedicated first aid kits for dedicated activities, which is something that, you know, that we've already talked about. We do very well, but then right. if you only have the one, you have to remember to take it with you on the boat and then you got to remember to take it with you in the car and then it's got to be in the can-am with you i i am very much a a a person of you know one is none two is one and three is better right so i've got you know i've always got a first aid kit i've got a boo-boo kit in my edc sling as well as a trauma kit with an extra kit and then i've got a a kit a kit in my truck that's just for boo-boo stuff and then i've got a trauma kit in my truck and then i've got a you know a kid at home that now stays home and then i've got one for my day hiking pack so that way like i don't have to remember for me and you know maybe i have a bias because i work where i work but right i don't have to remember to bring a first aid kit i already know that my hunting bag has a first aid kit in it and my range bag has a first aid kit in it. it's one less thing and albeit probably the most important thing that I need to take with me for whatever the activity it's already in there stowed and staged ready for me to go and, you know, mm-hmm. go out. So right. I, I'm a huge proponent of that and a big fan of that. But again, maybe I have a bias because where right. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. And I mean, that kind of goes to the poll that's out there. So if you're filing in live, uh, not only can you drop questions out there for a uh, uh, Zeph and he'll, he'll answer those hopefully from, uh, medical questions in general for medical gear questions, let's say he's not going to diagnose colds, obviously over the internet, but medical gear questions yeah. or uh, specifically my, my medic products, uh, the poll out there, do you currently own a first aid trauma and or medical kit? Uh, 47% says yes. 53% saying yes, multiple. I fall into that category. Good. Obviously you're talking awesome. about falling into that category. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's really important. Um, and, and one of the reasons, too, is in any type of emergency situation, you don't want to be rifling through a big bag with tons of things mm-hmm. that you don't need. Right. I mean, that's totally. just wasted time digging. Um, it's also important. And that's one cool thing uh, as I bring the uh, website back up here. That's one cool thing about the stuff that you guys offer is clearly labeled easy to read packaging um has has my medic always been that way or is the packaging design been something uh that you guys have uh evolved through the years yeah yeah totally so 
Um, initially, when I started at MyMedic about a year ago, we were putting all of the kit contents in just clear plastic bags, kind of the person who got it was had to figure out what was in there. Sure, it was clear and plastic so you could see inside of it, but you still kind of had to read, okay, well, this is triple antibiotic and that's that and that's that. Um, and we got a lot of feedback from customers telling us about, hey, I love it. I love the product. I love the contents, but it's really hard for me to find what I need. Um, so prior to me being in my, my current role, I was for a brief stint on the design team. Um, and I actually was one of the people who helped redesign our new packaging that for the internal components. So actually, Chris, if you don't mind scrolling down, and I can describe this super well, so people who are only in audio, just keep scrolling down, 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 down. Keep going. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't see the larger cool. photos. Yeah, there, there. you that's, go. That's neat, yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who can't see the screen, we have uh, what we use now is, is what we call the mod system. Um, so mod mods short for modules. Um, and these are col color coded bags, packaging bags that are going to have the contents inside. Um, so you will have to learn what we call like the rescue rainbow. So red is for bleeding, oranges for burns, yellow is medication, right? And so on. Um, and those are all clearly labeled on packaging, but all of our kit contents now come packaged in these color-coded bags. So if you know you need a burn, something for a burn, you go right to the bag that's colored orange. You can pull that out on the back. It'll have the exact contents listed. Um, so you know exactly what you're getting into. Um, so that is something that has evolved as of recently. And to my knowledge, um, we're the only company doing this sort of system. There are definitely other companies that do a really awesome job of you know, organizing the internals of the bag. For us, I think this is really great because we sell them as a module. Um, say you use all of your burn mod, for example, you can come back and just rebuy that burn mod and it will come in the color-coded packaging. Um, so it's a way for us to not only help people find things, but also to refill their kits should they use um, totally use up something in there as well. Right. Uh, let's jump over to uh, to some to some comments and questions real quick, Zeph. I don't want to cool. uh, yeah. get behind on that uh, for sure. I know we had a couple come in. Let me dig here and see. So Wes out there, and this is crazy. I don't even know what this means. He said, "Are your kits HSA FSA eligible?" Yeah. Uh, thanks for your question, uh, Weston. So the short answer to your question is yes. Um, so the majority of our kits are going to be um, health savings account and flexible spending account. It's HSA, FSA eligible. Okay. Um, so you can use your HSA, FSA card on site. Um, there are a few items on site that will have a disclaimer telling you that they are not. The most, most of those are going to be more of these survival type items. So like our 10 essential, um, 10 essential survival bag is not HSA, FSA eligible, uh, like Leatherman Raptors and survival cards and stuff like that aren't going to be, but any of the medical supplies, um, will be. And then if you need, again, because I used to work in customer service, I know the answer to this question. Um, if you need a, uh, HSA FSA receipt, an itemized receipt for that, you can just reach out to our customer service team and they'll be able to send you one of those. But yeah, if you have leftover um, HSA FSA money at the end of the year, um, not only is that typically when we run our biggest sales of the year, Black Friday, um, it's a great way to use up the the money you have on your account before you roll into the new year. Awesome. And uh, G23 out there, he says, uh, what has changed in the recon kit with the new kit? So. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so our recon uh, 
probably one of my favorite kits. Um, yeah, Chris has it pulled up here. So this is our, our small backpack style kit. I wish I had brought one in to show you guys. Um, initially this, this kit was made by, um, we were buying this, this bag third party, um, and kitting in ourselves and it was a sling. So that was the first thing. It was just, um, you know, an over the shoulder sling. Um, and it was, it was a traditional backpack style sling. So basically most backpacks are a bucket, right? The, the core, the zips will only go down about three fourths of the bag, not all the way down. Um, right. so that's one of the big things we changed on this bag is the main compartment bag actually zips all the way to the floor of the bag. So that way the whole bag basically clamshells open, splays open like most first aid kits do so that you can see everything inside and you're not kind of looking into this dark chasm of a backpack trying to find something like that like right. you can see on yeah. the screen here um so that's one of the the biggest changes um it also is a true backpack now so it will come with two straps um and they are detachable so if you really liked this the sling option you can definitely do that we make this bag ourselves now um so the padding is way better um the outside pockets are way better so um, if you go to the, the first picture, Chris, on the outside of the bag, you basically have a small pocket on the top and then a larger pocket on the base. But these are all, again, these external pockets. Um, we've made it so that these uh, accommodate all of the trauma items if you buy the pro version. So it, they're trauma pockets. Ah. Um, instead of having to dig around in your kit, the little pocket on top holds all your bleed stopper stuff. The bigger pocket right there in the front holds all of the airway um, and hypothermia treating um, supplies. Um, right. So those are some of the biggest changes we've done. Uh, personally, I, I own the old recon and I, I haven't needed to buy the new one yet, but I definitely would upgrade. It's a, it's way better. Um, way user, way more user-friendly and the interface on it is awesome. Right. Um, and you know, those pockets you're talking about, you know, on the front as well, not only mm -hmm. do they have Molly, but that is uh, the loop Velcro on there as well. Hook and loop. Yep. Which means that, you know, if you have a patch where you could design a patch or you whatever to actually label yeah. those pockets, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could do that. Um, you know, blood type patches, allergy, you know, allergy right. patches, anything like that um, are going to be compatible on that hook and loop or the Molly. Um, right. Yeah. The, the new recon's awesome. Definitely. You know, one of my favorite kits and we have it in That's some it. awesome colors now. It wasn't, wasn't ever available in red, which it is now. And I think it looks pretty slick. So, right. And that's a big thing. I mean, uh, I know the, the one I've got from you guys, it's got uh, the medical cross patches. It's got several on it. Um, and that's one thing that I was told many years ago. And I think it was maybe through range safety officer training or something, but they said, Hey, mm. do you have your, your medical kits? Right. And I'm like, well, yeah. And they're like, make sure they are it's it's there's no doubt that that is a med kit because you know that that's medical supplies but what if you're totally. incapacitated or yep. you know you tell somebody maybe you're putting pressure on a wound right you can't get up and you're like hey go to my truck yep. over there to my truck and get the med kit right there's no yep. there's no way somebody doesn't know what that is when they look at it they see it yeah it's it's totally. very visible and that's one thing i like too about the bright colors that you guys have i know that for maybe for people yep. hiking or something like that or you know um you know some weird purpose where they want to be fairly inconspicuous but i really like the bright colors because um, it just pops. I mean, it draws the eye. You're really easy to recognize it and see it, uh, especially if it was maybe under some clothes or under some other gear, right? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And 
I'm I'm a, a red first aid kit guy all the way. Like I for that reason, right? Like if I need someone to go grab my kit, I want it to be very obvious that it's a red, you know, first aid red. It just goes right. hand in hand. So all the kits right. that I run are red. Um, but you know, there are people who want to run a, a black or a gray or a coyote or a green, and that's awesome. All the kits we sell come with a mimetic patch. So it makes it pretty obvious if, uh-huh. you know, as long as that patch is visible, anyone's going to know that that's a first aid bag. But again, yeah, that high vis thing is really important. I think, especially, um, you know, if we're talking about low light environments or, you know, anything True. like that, where yep. visibility is an issue, um, Again, personal preference, but I, I either rock, you know, a red or a high vis orange kit because I want right. those those things to be found. Now, have you ever thought of uh, maybe a get that uh, off the screen for a second? Have you ever thought of maybe and maybe this is a secondary thing? Patches are not terribly expensive. Have you ever thought of maybe some mm. mimetic patches, maybe some larger style that are glow in the dark, or maybe even glow in the dark components for the bag itself? No, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. I don't think it's something we've explored. Um, I can definitely, you know, talk to the design team about it. But yeah, great idea. I think that's a, a great option. Um, my my personal solve to that is I typically run chem lights through the Molly on the outside of my bag. Um, so obviously those don't glow by themselves. But um, should I need to get into my bag in a low light right. environment and I have my bag with me, I crack that chem stick, stick it in my mouth, and then I can do go to work. So. My my solve to that would be yeah, yeah throw a chem throw a chem stick on your bag for now, um, but no glow in the dark yeah. is not something we've considered, but it's a great idea. Yeah, that or or uh, you know something reflective maybe that if you were you know, had a flashlight you know you would it would be easy to pick up. I don't know. Uh, I like spending yeah. other people's money and telling companies what to do, so why not? Uh, <laughs> sometimes that, sometimes you get good ideas. So right to that goes tactical. He said he runs a rat tourniquet. Uh, on the bus stock of his rifle. He said, that said, uh, have you ever thought about creating medical gear to wear uh, on uh, on your kit or battle belt? So is that something you guys yeah. currently do or have looked into? Totally. Yeah. Uh, so you, you can currently do that with um, the TFAC, which we've talked about a lot already, um, as well as our EDC kit. Both of those are belt compatible um, and uh, Molly compatible as well. So if you want to put those on a plate carrier, or, or a chess rig, um, you can definitely do that. Um, that being said, we are expanding some certain product lines. Um, and in the near future here, hopefully we'll have more offerings um, in that sort of gunfighter um, kit sort of um, you know world. Um, but that everyday carry kit's a great one. And that one particularly was initially um, designed with police officers in mind so that they could wear it on their belt while on duty. It's very low profile. Um, and it basically is a, a, a micro trauma kit, right? So tourniquet, chest seals, packing gauze, um, gloves and a Sharpie, super minimal. Um, it's, it, I like to call it the get me to my bigger kit kit. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that one was designed for belt carry, um, and duty use as well as the TFAC. So we do have those options. And like I said, that, that is going to be expanding from what I've been told, um, and expanding product line moving forward this next year year and a half yeah now for those out there uh listening live or if you're in replay and you're following along again we're on mymedic.com there's a link below wherever you're at or just uh use the google food one thing that i've noticed in looking at the kits here is the sharpie in everything and i think that's one thing 
Um, there was a question earlier, what's often overlooked in first aid and medical. And I think a Sharpie is one of them. I think a, a writing utensil, I, I would say, is one of them. And a Sharpie is one of the mm -hmm. best writing utensils, right? It, it'll, you can pretty much mark yep. on anything. Uh, it's important that yeah. if you use a tourniquet, make note of the time, right? Um, you know, you can make certain notes, whether that be on somebody's clothing or their arm or whatever the case may be. Uh, mm -hmm. And a lot of people overlook that, which is, is, uh, yeah. is a shame. Yeah, totally. I think that brings up a really good point, Chris. It's funny, our our director of education, um, Billy Haley, who probably would have been the ideal person to have on this podcast, but he, being who he is, is very mobile. Um, so former special right. operations, Green, Green, Beret, Green Beret medic, so that, hence why he's mobile. He's just, you know, that's it's in his nature to be a nomad and just move around a lot. Um, but prior to being in the service, he was um, he was a paramedic. Um, so he used to he's told me stories about uh, applying tourniquets on people in the civilian setting and in the in the battlefield setting setting um actually using the sharpie and writing on their patient on his patient's foreheads so that it wouldn't ah. get missed um at what time what time that tourniquet was applied um, right. so yeah uh, time and tourniquets go hand in hand um so anytime you have to apply a tourniquet the next echelon of care is going to want to know how long that tourniquet has been on so they they can administer the correct um you know drugs and fluids um, for that person, depending on the duration of time that turn gets put on. So yes, uh, right. uh, definitely an overlooked item is a writing utensil and a Sharpie is one of the best, like you said. Right. Now we, we talked about a little bit earlier, I'm going to scroll down because I'm sure it's this way about the modular makeup, how everything is labeled uh, very clearly and packaged. This isn't the greatest example uh, that we're looking at, but we talked about a little bit earlier. I want to talk a little bit, or I want you to talk about, I can't do it. Uh, a little bit about the selection of products. So what goes yeah. into this is a good product. We want to use this for our kits. What kind of time and, and yeah. what what are some of the things that you guys look at with the selection of the actual products and materials that are in the bag? Yeah, sure. So like I said, you know, going back to our data driven approach, um, we do injury, injury statistics for a lot of the things we do. Um, and I think what goes into picking the products that we do, I don't know if there's anyone out there right now who does it as good as we do at MyMedic because the risk and inventory risk is so high. Um, but we curate all the products that go into our kits. They come into our warehouse, which I'm currently sitting in, um, and they're they're hand kitted here in the in the U.S. in Salt Lake, um, where we're headquartered. So we have you know great relationships with the people who make the products. Um, we also, like I said, we're innovators in the first aid space. So we've noticed there have been products that have not evolved and changed um, in the last decade or so. And instead of continuing to just use them, we think they can be improved on. We'll go and make it ourselves. Um, so as you can see, like okay. the chest seal, for example, that you had, up, we have our own brand of chest seal. Um, you know, industry standard is hyphen and hyphen is a great chest seal. Um, don't get me wrong. Love the hyphen. It is a single. Most of them are single vented. Um, chest seals, so you will have to burp them if um, that vent becomes clogged. Whereas our chest seals are uh, four vent, so even if you had two or three, even if you had three of those vents get clogged, you're not going to have to burp that chest seal. It's less patient care. You're going to be able to address other injuries. On top of that, our chest seals, for example, come with a four by four gauze pad and an alcohol prep pad inside 
um, the packaging. So if we're dealing with a sucking chest wound, there's likely going to be fluid that we're going to need to clean off and dry, as well as maybe some blood, uh, mud, grime, you know, sweat, whatever it is, you'll be able to wipe that away with the four by four gauze pad. Um, and then make sure that surface is nice and clean before you apply the chest seal so that it, it, it adheres well. Um, you don't have to worry about that chest seal coming off. And then, you know, what was the point in putting it on in the first place? So Right. Um, to speak to your point, Chris, I think we we tr try our very best to elevate and innovate products that um, we think can be improved upon. And those that have, you know, a good standing, you know, reputation in the in the medical community, we just go with them. For example, Quick Clot um, is probably the leading hemostatic agent of choice for the majority of EMS, law enforcement and military services out there. Um, why, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, so right. we, we do that. We have, right. we have a team of medical professionals that we, you know, rely on for, for counseling and education and direction when it comes to curating these products. Now I'm going to bring this up because it's one thing you were talking about, you know, several things in the package with the modular design. I just want folks out there to realize this and understand, especially if you go over to mymedic.com and you're scrolling down and you're looking at the website, understand that if you scroll down and you scroll over any of these modules, any of these packages, that's not just one product in that package as Seth explained earlier. If you scroll over, it will tell you yeah. the list of all of the things in that. So that makes the kits even more impressive, right? You look at these modules and you think, well, it only comes with, you know, it does five or a dozen or however many of these things. But then when you really get to looking into it, there's a lot of gear. There's a lot of supplies. There's a lot of stuff in these kits. Let's bring up uh, Ghost Tactical out there. He says, uh, love that you sell Israeli bandages. So they're a great item that most don't think about. Um, so for those that are not familiar, let's use uh, that maybe as a teaching moment. What's different about an Israeli bandage, would you say? Yeah, uh, Israeli bandage is, is a pressure bandage, right? I think what Ghost is trying to get at is that in lieu of a tourniquet, you can use a pressure bandage in some situations. Uh, they're also just really great because you can use them as an ACE wrap. If you don't have um, any, if somebody rolls an ankle, because they have that stretch and elasticity to them, they're really good at a lot of things, um, not just as a pressure bandage. Um, and again, uh, just a multi-purpose. It's a big gauze, right? It, you can use it for a right. ton of things. Israeli bandages are great. Uh, I would implore you, Ghost, um, to check out our, our emergency pressure bandage. Um, so the Israeli, ba Israeli bandage is really great. Again, pressure bandage. So the way the Israeli works is you would wrap it around a wound. Um, for, you know, hopefully after you packed it, if you needed to do that, it is a very versatile bandage. Um, and to apply pressure with the Israeli bandage, there's a T-shaped uh, cleat in it that you run, that you thread the bandage through, and you use that as a as a mechanism to create pressure, uh, which is great. Um, th those T-handles are plastic on the Israeli bandage, so it could be a potential you know point of failure um, if you, you did that incorrectly or torqued it a little too hard. Uh, the Mimetic emergency pressure bandage, for example, is all um, secured by hook and loop. Um, so there's no mechanism. It's really easy. Uh, you know, the, the, the gauze pad on it, it's dummy proof. It says, you know, other side towards wound, you put that on the wound and you just stretch and wrap, stretch and wrap, stretch and wrap. And then it connects, you know, adheres to itself via the Velcro that's incorporated into the bandage. I don't want to knock the Israeli bandage. It's a great bandage. And I definitely think you should have one in your kit. Right. If you're looking for something, um, along the same vein, that pressure band, our pressure bandage is really great as well. 
So, um, but yeah, I definitely think everyone should have one of these. They're a very versatile um, bandage that can be used not only for pressure dressings, um, but, uh, uh, you know, a wide range of things. And if you have shears in them, you can cut them, you can do whatever you'd like um, with them. Right. They're, they're really awesome. Nice. Uh, and the one thing that I noticed uh, as we're looking here at the website, again, mymedic.com, is with all of these products, not necessarily all of them, but the ones I've seen, you guys actually have videos uh, on the, the product pages on a lot of these, which is really cool. Yeah. Yep. It's definitely something we're um, trying to do more of as well. You know, we're, we have a really high focus on education this year. And, you know, I think we've made a name for ourselves in the product space and now it's time to make a name for ourselves in the education space. Uh -huh. um, so not, and because we do things that are maybe a little different, like, right. Like the emergency pressure bandage, it's not really like anyone else is out there on the market and it comes standard in the majority of our kits. We want people to understand and know how to use that, you know, having the tools and knowing how to use the tools are each, each is its own side of the coin. And you need to know both of those things and have both have, have the equipment and know how to use it for it right. to be useful. Right. Now, uh, Wes out there, he said, can you speak on the first aid courses you offer? Perfect. Yeah. That's a perfect segue. Uh, so right now, um, the only course we sell right now is available through the website. It's called uh, March training. So our March training course is taught again by our director of education, Billy Haley, um, special forces, combat medic, uh, the March algorithm is something that the army uses to basically triage a patient um, and know what's going to kill a patient the quickest. So March stands for massive bleeding, airway, um, respirations, circulation, and hypothermia. So that's the, the checklist you would go through before to basically evaluate the traumatic injury. Um, so that course is available currently in digital format. You know, I think COVID really, you know, was the age of digital courses and continues to be, no um, you know, luckily yeah. things, things are opening back up and people are able to go and get some hands-on training. Um, but that course is really great. Um, if you wanted to purchase that, you can get that course for free. I don't want to sell, sound like a salesman here, but you can get that <laughs> course for free. If you um, purchase any of our pro kits, um, oh, wow. get that, that, that course for free. Um, cause we, again, cool. we, we want people to be able to use these and save life. Um, so that's, that's really important to us. So that's the only current course that we offer right now. We've got a ton in the hopper, uh, hopefully in the next four months, um, sorry, four months, four weeks, um, we should be releasing a very thorough, like six hour gunshot wound course, um, with modules in it and checks on learning but we're really excited about, and that will be coming out soon. And then we've got some new contacts and new people that we're working with to make some first aid classes that are a little bit, not necessarily intimidating, um, but a little more universal, maybe a little more practical for most people, you know, CPR, um, how to fix, uh, how to treat a broken, broken limb, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, Weston, I think a great resource for you would be, um, if you joined our SMS list, uh, we have this thing called the Medic Minute. Um, so I believe it's every Tuesday we send out a one-minute video to our SMS list subscribers, um, typically taught by Billy, and it's some iteration or form of a first aid tip, trick, wow, um, okay. or or a bit of just a, a you know nuggets, you know medical nuggets, if you call it. I think the one coming out this week is um, actually yeah, how to 
treat a wrist break. Um, and obviously you can't fix it yourself, but how to stabilize that and get th- that person in a comfortable position so you can get them to the hospital. So uh, medic minute through our SMS list is a, a great option for getting just, you know, a weekly dose of medical knowledge. And do you sign up for that SMS here on the website somewhere? Yep. You, sh- you should be able to do that there um, on the bottom of the website, I believe. Um, and we do t- uh, occasionally send them out through our email list as well. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, awesome. That's really cool. I was noticing something else here on the website too that I thought was really cool. You guys have a kit finder here. So for yeah. those folks that are out there that may not be, you know, medical aficionados or whatever that, that don't know what they may want or need, um, this is a pretty cool little thing. Um, kind of tell us about how that works. Yeah. So we were finding that, you know, customer service basically was getting bogged down with so many, so many questions. Like I do this and this and this, and I want to protect this many people. And this is my level of expertise, which kit is right for me. And, you know, I think a lot of people are really just looking for a kit that is going to suit their needs because we do offer so many. Um, We wanted to come up with a tool that was going to help kind of point people in the right direction. Um, You know, and I, I, I would even say that we're, we're someone who would, point you to maybe a lesser price kit than you initially thought, because maybe you don't need this, this giant kit that's going <laughs> right. to take care of 10 people. Like right. uh, after my, my stint on the customer service team, I was on the, the sales team and I would actually frequently talk people down and be like, maybe you don't need this, you know, $600 kit. And you know, you've only got your kid and your, your wife and a dog, and maybe you just need the $250 kit. Um, so I think we just really want to have people to have a good experience with first aid, not feel like they overpaid for something or got something that they didn't need. Um, so again, just another tool to just really make this first aid experience for our customers custom and tailorized and, you know, elevated for them. Right. Now, I found it interesting. I got to step four of four here on the website. By the way, for those in, in replay or if you're live, we are on the mymedic.com website. But I got to skip four of four. And Wes, I think it was, had asked earlier about where you guys uh, HSA, FSA approved. And that's actually one of the options here on the fourth yep. uh, page. So, I mean, it, it actually walks you through everything, including that, which is, which is pretty cool. Uh, and, you know. It uh, the top choices for me is the uh, the MyFact Pro or the MyFact Standard, which makes sense because that's what I've got. So apparently, uh, <laughs> apparently that awesome. was the right decision, right? I'm glad. I'm glad it's got some good logic. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked, uh, and I think that's really cool. Now, Ghost cool. out there, uh, and thanks for all the uh, conversation out there, the the chat and everything. Remember, we've got the uh, poll. We'll close that out here in a few minutes. Do you currently own a first aid trauma and or medical kit? Uh, 55% yes. Uh, 40% says yes, multiple. We've got 5% on the no at this point, but it is no, but looking into it. So hopefully this podcast and the talk with the uh, Zeff today will help you uh, narrow down a decision on that better uh, late than never on that. Ghost says uh, kudos for keep. Uh, push, keeping pushing the envelope on gear and education. Most companies sell stuff uh, and they're done, uh, sell stuff, but done, continue the education on them and how to use it. Uh, they sell stuff and don't continue is what he meant. Uh, don't continue the education on how to use it. And I think that's how you, you know, your products, 
it makes sense, not just from maybe a moral standpoint for you guys, yeah. and especially considering, you know, what we talked about uh, at the first of the podcast, you know, the tragedy that led into the company. Um, not only does it make a sense from that standpoint, but you're talking about products that um, people are going to have to replenish, right? Yeah. Um, so you're reliant on having good products, obviously, and caring about um, the sector, I guess it would be the industry that you're in, but also mm-hmm. repeat customers. You want people to be coming back to you know, replenish those products that they had, or maybe oh. adding another kit. Maybe they just get into boating. Maybe they buy a boat, right? And they uh, yep. come back to get that boating kit or whatever. So uh, it's a vital component, not from just that moral uh, sense of community standpoint, I think. Totally. Yeah, totally agree. And, and thank you for the kudos, Ghost. Appreciate that. So uh, is there anything, as we're kind of winding down the hour here, Zeph, is there anything you can think of that we should talk about there on the website? Anything with products, special? I mean, I think the people who are with us live, kind of, I've been kind of scrolling through the comments, seems like you guys all have a good you know, head on your shoulders. For those of you who don't currently own a first aid kit or multiple, I would implore you to you know heavily consider it. I think um, it's not just something that we need for the oh shit situations, right? It's something that's useful every day, especially if you're a father or caretaker. Um, if you got kids, like kids fall and get, not that I have kids and I can't speak to this, but you know, personal experience from people <laughs> I'm working with. Right. Um, you're going to need those things at some point. Um, even if it's a, a medication, like, you know, got a gnarly headache, it just needs some Advil. I think having a first aid kit for emergencies is definitely important for a lot of things that happen to us in life. I think feel like emergencies at the moment, the scraped knee, um, you know, something in my eye, a gnarly blister splinter. I think those small emergencies, um, warrant you being able to take care of them and i think that's something that we've tried to do um to the best of our ability is we're not just doing tactical um tactical medicine right a lot of the the kit companies out there right now it's like we make trauma kits and this is for you and i'm uh, awesome like definitely have their place but having a first aid kit that does more than just stop bleeds um is super important it should still stop bleeds um and 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 sucking chest wounds Um, But having something that does a little bit of everything, I think goes a long way. Um, Yeah, that's, that's, that would be be my closing thoughts. And again, like having dedicated kits for dedicated things. So you have those, those things that you need in in those situations. Well, the modular capability, right? Uh, There's just, there's just so many, I think so many perks to it. Uh, You sort of alluded to uh, something there. And, and we did that with the education that you were talking about and stuff as well. So one of my questions is that as far as the customer service side, not just if somebody has an issue with a product, but maybe if they don't understand and for whatever reason, they haven't found the answer on the website with videos and other things. How open are you guys to that conversation with the customer on help, helping personally helping to walk them through what their needs might be? Yeah, totally. We have an awesome customer service team. Um, phone number, I used to have it memorized, uh, listed on the website. Obviously, we have the the email address as well. Feel free to reach out to us on social media. You know, we're very active there. You can ask, ask your questions there. We want everyone um, to have the best possible experience they can have with first aid. 
um, whether that's with us or with someone else. You know, we we wholeheartedly believe in our mission, and it's the mission that a lot of companies in our space share. And we we really appreciate. As much as I'd like to look at them as competitors, um, we may be competitors in terms of a product, but we're we're allies in terms of our missions, right? Um, right. So if you have questions or maybe our product isn't for you. Um, you know, definitely implore and check out those other resources, but we're very open to having that conversation with customers and, um, you know, want to make you a customer for life and make sure you have an awesome experience with our product and with our brand. So there's no, there's no lengths we wouldn't go to, to help you get the right kit. Nice. That's good to hear. Uh, I have closed out the poll for this podcast. The question, uh, do you currently own a first aid trauma and or medical kit? And we landed on 55%. Yes. 40%. Yes. Multiple, and 5% no, but looking into it. So uh, thankful that cool. the no not interested is 0%. Good job on everybody out there. I don't know who in their right mind would choose that, but uh, I wanted to be fair and put it up there. Um, before we get out of here, though, I've got a question. I've been looking here the whole time, watching on screen. Is that a human skeleton behind you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is just our – so it's funny. So we were, we were going to – Everyone works in a warehouse um, wow. for, the major, for the most part, our production team, our shipping team. We're in the middle of kind of rearranging our warehouse, I'll say, because we're getting a little strapped for space. So I'm right. actually in um, one of our gear room. Or it's currently being outfitted as a gear room. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a shipping <laughs> container. Um, and so, yeah, this is one of our... Uh, that something we use for videos and, you know, educational stuff. And he's okay. currently just sitting in the, sitting yeah, in the back chilling. of the shipping container. Yeah. He's, right. he's chilling, but yeah, there's, there's various um, models uh, like anatomical models and CPR dummies in some funny spots right now around the warehouse. There's one on top of some shelves with a like, dummy, like a blue AR. Um, oh, really? And it looks like he's like he's like on Overwatch. Um, he's guarding for the, the warehouse. For, yeah. He's guarding, guarding the <laughs> warehouse. Um, so we have, we, yeah, we have a lot of fun, you know, so right. well, and the company's growing and it's, it's awesome. So right. super, well, super thankful to be here. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to, right. Have to have, you have to have fun. You have to enjoy what you do. You have to have a passion for what you do. Uh, and you have to have fun. And it sounds like, uh, you and the, and the other folks there at my medic certainly check all of those boxes. Yeah. Um, real quick, I guess. Um, first of all, I guess. Thanks, Zeph, for joining us here on the podcast. But uh, yeah, if somebody it. wants to get in touch, obviously the phone number is on the website. It's mymedic.com. That's easy enough. And link down below if you want to go that way or do the Google food. Dealer's choice on that. Um, social media. Are you guys posted to social media. Do you utilize that avenue? Yep. And uh, if so, totally. how do they get a hold of you on there? Yeah, so we're most active on Instagram. Instagram is at mymedicofficial. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel. Um, it was kind of, I'll say, neglected for a while, but we're on on. We have plans to revamp that and be a lot more active on YouTube. Um, we also have a TikTok. Recently started TikTok as well, but nice. Instagram is okay. going to be Instagram and Facebook are going to be the best place um, to get our content. We we do a lot of um, really cool lifestyle and brand stuff there but also provide a ton of um, that educational um, content there as well. Um, right. So yeah, we just want to have access. We want, you know, everyone have access to our brand and again, that sure. educational component of that. So they, they know what to do um, when, right. when things go sideways. And I'm guessing there is an educational angle to the social media and stuff that you guys do. Correct. 
Totally. Very yep, nice. totally. Very nice. there, there's um, those medic minutes that I talked about. My medic minutes uh, do get posted there as well. I'm not sure what the cadence is on that, but uh, we do a lot right. of stuff in stories as well um, where you get to, you know, meet other members of the team, find out a little bit about what we do. Um, and yeah, just get to know the brand and, and the team behind the, behind the brand a lot more. So. Right. Right. Well, Zeph, uh, thanks again for uh, joining us. For those that have went an hour now on the nose with uh, with us in audio podcast form, your troopers, I can't believe you did it. And if you stuck around, uh, of course, uh, live, you got to participate. We thank you for that. And you're just as crazy as those that have went an hour in replay. I want to thank you for uh, joining us on this one. Till next time, don't forget to chain fire freedom. Yeah.